Good nerve Shabbos. We're in Perak Bay's Mishnah Gimel. We're continuing to talk about the halachas of a king uh, in contrast to a Kayan Gadol. So we have over here about uh, what happens if a close relative of the king dies. And with Kohen Gadol, so we had a machlekes as to whether he's supposed to go out and just be in a different mavoi or whether Minamikdash Layetze. The king, everybody agrees, doesn't go out of his palace. Rabbi Yehuda says is that he has a reshus to do that, um, because that's what we find by David HaMelech. Uh, and the Chachamim say back that David HaMelech only did it uh, to keep the morale of the people, um, because there was a whole story with Avner, that David had Avner killed, and he wanted to show that he had him killed just because of the fact that he had to do so. It was nothing personal against him. Um, <coughs> But uh, the halacha follows the chachamim is that a king generally should not go out of the palace. Uh, also, as far as the suits havra, we saw that the kain gadol, so he sits on a low stool and the people sit on the floor. Uh, with a king, so it's even more so the people sit on the floor and he sits on a bed. So let's see the mission inside. Mace loy mace. If the king has a mace that dies to him, one of his Krovim, any yitzim pesach paltern shaloi, so he doesn't leave his palace. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, im roitzelotzeis. If he wants to leave, let's um, say If he wants to go to the levaya, yitzay he could do it. Shechematzinu b'David, because that's what we find with David. Abner that he went to the levaya of Abner, who Yoav killed. Shenemar v'hamelch David holech achrayamita. Amrulay the Chachamim said, "No, lo hayadavar." The only reason David did that, lepayis asa'am, to make sure that everybody realized that there was nothing personal that he had against Avner. Uh, but in a normal case, he stays home. Ukeshemavrim, and when there's a suddas havra for the king, kola am mesubim al aretz. So everybody eats sitting on the ground. Uh, and he sits on a bed. Uh, moving on to Mishnah Dalad. Mishnah Dalad tells us more of the halachas of Hilchas Molachim, about how many wives he can have, how many, much money he can have, Kesavazav, Susim, horses. Okay, so the king goes to war, Ayyadeh uh, Sanhedrin of 71, that we had already in the first parak. Um, <clears throat> the king has the right, he has eminent domain. He can go into people's property and make himself new roads if he wants to, and he's unlimited in how he's going to do that. He can do it the most convenient way possible, and to make it as wide as he wants. When uh, the country goes out to war and there's booty, so then they collect it all, and the king gets the first pick. Uh, as far as layar belay nashim, so the Tanakhama comes and says that the maximum is 18, um, Rabbi Yehuda says is that if all 18 are not going to uh, distract him, that's noise, so then you can even have more. Rabbi Shimon points out that even if one of them is uh, going to be a distraction, so then that's it, 18 is the maximum. <clears throat> Moving on to horses, so Yarbalai Susim means is that he just has to have enough for his chariots, his riders, what he basically needs, but he shouldn't collect more horses than that. Kesavizov, he needs enough to pay his entourage, to pay his armies, but uh, again, shouldn't pursue getting more and more Kesavizov. And then, of course, there's the halacha that the safer that uh, that a melech has to write a safer Torah for himself. That safer Torah goes with him to battle, 
goes in, goes out, and when he sits at din, so then uh, it should be there with him also. The kid, the Sefer Torah, should be sitting on the table in front of him all of his days so that he can learn from the Sefer Torah. Mishnah Dalad reads as follows. The king goes out to a milchama, which is not a milchama, it's a mitzvah, the milchama that he just wants to go and conquer other places. You need a Sanhedrin of 71. And he can <clears throat> break into other people's uh, territory, knocking down their walls, going into their fields to make um, a road for himself. And no one can protest. David HaMelech, Derech HaMelech, Ein Shir. The way of the king, so there are no limits. He can make it as wide as he as he wants, uh, legitimately, and he doesn't have to go skirt, skirt around people's fields. He can cut in or cut across. When they come back from battle, so everybody takes the booty, even nice and fun of. They put it in front of the king, and he takes first. He can't have. Uh, as many wives as he wants, eighteen is the maximum. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, he can have more than that. As long as they don't distract him, as long as they're they're tznuos and uh, he's not going to have problems from them. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, even if one of them is going to be a distraction, so he cannot. Marry her. Shimon is basically saying that uh, if there's one that's going to be a distraction, can't marry her anyway. So therefore, Rabbi Shudah's shita would be incorrect because there's no such a thing as having a king, having a king who's going to have a wife that's mysterious Levi. El Amai, the halacha is, is that it's 18 and 18 maximum. That's it. Imkain, Loma Nema, why does it say lo yabole nashim? Avigail. That even if they're like Avigail, the most sanua woman, that's only maximum 18. He can't have so many horses. As much as he needs for his fleet to uh, go to battle, to <coughs> to to carry him to and fro. He shouldn't have too much silver and gold. To give his entourage and his armies. And he writes a Sefer Torah specifically for himself. When he goes out to battle, it goes out with him. He comes back, comes back with him. He sits um, down to Din to decide. Din Torah. So then... <coughs> Um, he imai, that Sefer Torah is with him. Mesev he connectai, it always lies down in front of him on the table. Shenemar v'haya, v'haisa imai v'kara boy kol yimechayev, so it should be with him, and he should read from it all of the days of his life. A good Shabbos.